Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is June 8th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Glam Craft. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is Another secret of the universe. Sometimes pain was like a storm and came out of nowhere. The clearest summer could end in a downpour, could end in lightning and thunder. By Benjamin Sands, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. So we are drinking Owen's Garden Gate from Sip a Spell, a practical magic themed tea with lavender, a lemon tea with butterfly pea flower. So we are talking about butterfly pea flower this week. We talked a little bit about its magic. We talked about um, its like benefits and today we're talking about how to use it in the kitchen which we've already said it makes a beautiful latte so what else can we do with it so also known as blue pea butterfly pea flower are deep blue purple flowers native to southeast asia and praised for their health benefits widely used in thai cuisine butterfly pea flowers are edible and have a very unique grassy earthy taste similar to matcha but not as bitter Oh, say what? That's so cool. You can use the flowers fresh or dried to prepare a traditional blue tea, but you can also steep them in milk for drinks and rice dishes. If you can't get the whole flower, it's easy to find butterfly pea flower online. That is what's in our tea, which is why it's blue instantly and then brews purple. It's super concentrated, so just a few pinches are enough to give a pop of color. If you're new to cooking with butterfly pea flour or you'd like to discover new ways of using them, here are five following must-try recipes. And this is from Food Foodosily.com. Oof. Uh, you can do blue sticky rice with mango. We talked about mango last month. Magic lemonade, which we talked about, uh, you know, the, the colorful magic changing, uh, do blue and lemon and you get purple. Butterfly pea cake, a super spongy cake, has the most wonderful blue color, all thanks to butterfly pea flower. And then finally, a blue pea latte, which I'm going to start making because I'm giving up my coffee because it's not good. The caffeine is just going to ruin my life. So I love the idea that I can make blue pea lattes. I'm going to make this. I'm going to post it on Facebook and I'm going to influence everyone so hard into making this as well. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Ooh, next you can do blue chia pudding. You can add a pop of color to your chia pudding with butterfly pea flour. Oh, I love that idea. Oh, my gosh. How did, like, uh, obviously I like butterfly pea flour because I used it purposefully to make you this cool tea. Um, But, like, I 
did not know it was so useful in the kitchen. That is so neat. Oh, I'm just like, a, I'm, I'm just kerfuffled. I'm just a little blown away. Uh, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> um, we mo moving into some headlines. This was actually sent to us from one of our listeners. I think Allison who wrote, is a decades-old UMD tradition getting out of hand? Oh, WTOP.com. Let's see. For decades, students at the University of Maryland have made playful sacrifices to Testudo, a statue in front of the library, hoping for a little extra luck on their final exams. Over the years, you may have seen anything from pens and notebooks to coffee and alcohol set up around the statue overlooking McKeldin Mall. I think call, but sometimes things have gotten out of hand and seems that seems to be the case once again in College Park. I've seen a car, said senior Taylor Henderbrand, like a four-door car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, I saw a washing machine and a couch as well. That's not a big sacrifice. We all have a couch we've needed to get rid of. I, We've all been there. I've seen street lines, street signs. I've seen fake IDs, empty bottles. Added Sophie, uh, senior Sophia Ridge. She looked over at the statue and noticed a cluster of empty orange vials. I've seen medicine bottles. This is a new thing I've never seen before. But school leaders aren't laughing. <laughs> On Monday afternoon, a letter was sent out to the students warning them to reconsider some items being left. Quote, many items placed have involved vandalism and theft of property. These actions have damaged university and private property, blocked sidewalks, and could cause harm. These actions have placed an additional burden on our hardworking and dedicated facilities management and residential facility staff who are tasked with the removal and repair duties. She also warned that both school and campus police are working to identify some of the students involved in what's dubbed inappropriate behavior in recent weeks. Individuals found responsible for damaging property or creating a hazard will be held accountable and sanctioned accordingly. Woof. This is finals week. Sorry, it's finals week. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. I get it. And I do feel bad for the facilities people. I guarantee they're not paid enough. Right? And I put that on the university. But it is very primal to sacrifice things to a statue. And I'm not going to uh, vilify anybody for that. <laughs> Listen, if I'll let if I'll let homoerotic teenage girls eat their friends on yellow jackets, I what wh what can I say about this? You know. So, quote: "The bigger sacrifice you give to Destudo, the more luck you have. So you always give a gift during exams," said Hildebrand. And she said it's worked for her. As she gets ready to graduate in the coming days, she also said that the school is keeping a closer eye on the statue at night to make sure things don't get further out of hand. Those who have to clean it up, it can be a hassle, and I wouldn't want to go through that myself. When I leave something, it's in good fun. I've never left anything crazy like a couch or a car, but I think it's in good fun. And when it does get piled up, it gets to be a lot. I think it brings the school together, and it's a cool tradition. 
Um, if you're going to bring it trash, it's not going to do anything. I love this take. She's like, listen, sacrifice things to the statue, but like you're leaving trash. Are the gods going to be cool with that? I love this take. And I agree. The school should just have like an assembly. Can Do they do that for college? I don't remember. The school should just have an assembly and be like, here's how we correctly leave offerings to the gods of the statue. Right? So, like, you're encouraging the tradition, but you're cleaning up some fuckery. This was a good time. I appreciate this. Oh, and it is a little tortoise. Oh, it's so cute. I'm sorry. It's cute. I also would want to bring the tortoise gifts. I, I don't know what you want. Like, yeah, the car, the washing machine, the couch, that's just trash. And that's not going to help you. Testudo is not going to bestow upon you the luck of final exams if you're bringing that. Bring something cool. Bring him like a little trinket. Maybe have a little plaque with his name engraved on it and leave it there. That's very nice. Like there's things you could do for the turtle. All right, witches. I'm going to link to that so you can see the statue because it's cute. It's a little turtle. My mom used to have a blue Buddha. And we loved, uh, we loved the Buddha and I really love the idea of having a little turtle statue. Something I'm obsessed with, um, I get really cutesy about stuff. It's weird. Like I had a rat in my house once. I don't know if anyone remembers that. It's, it's it was one of the worst parts of my whole pre-COVID 20s. I don't even know, but um, I had a rat once and it scared me and I saw it drinking out of my dog's water bowl and then I screamed and it, and it jumped and it screamed and it ran away. And then ever since then, I felt like we had a bond because we both screamed. We, we trauma bonded and then it died and I was relieved and sad. Um, I get very cutesy about stuff. It's weird, but I am obsessed with the, um, See no monkey, uh, see no evil, do no evil, speak no evil. Uh, there's never the fourth of do no evil. He, he always gets left. There's reasons behind that. Well, we'll talk about it one day, but I love those little monkeys. I just think they're so cute and I love them. They're just my favorites and I have them all over my little house. I have, um, the monkeys in, uh, skeleton. I have the, I have the monkeys in skeleton form. Two. I have two sets of skeleton monkeys. Um, one's broken. I need to find someone who can like put things back together. And then my friend Lefty, a previous podcast producer, for my birthday, uh, she heard I loved the gargoyles from our gargoyle episode, and she found me little see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, little gargoyles, and it made me so happy. Oh. I don't know what it is about those things. I love them. I love them. Um, all right, witches. I'm talking a lot. As you can tell, I've had caffeine today. Um, so I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, June 8th. The waning gibbous moon continues to rebel in Aquarius today. Here, the moon trines the sun, opposes Mars, and squares Uranus. The trine to the sun is boosting our confidence, which is good because we're going to need it to get through the trials of the day. The Mars-Uranus square is determined to disrupt your day, possibly in rather dramatic ways. 
It's natural to be annoyed or even angry when your day gets derailed. But neither of these emotions are going to get your day back. The sun in Gemini suggests phoning a friend. If not to ask for assistance with getting things rolling again, then just to vent about your frustrations. The sun says that this will give us the boost we need to get through this stumbling block. Your daily moon mantra is, ask for help. Not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Get ready to be spellbound by the Glam Witch. Originally considered to be the essence of a witch's spell, glamour is an ultimate act of magic. Used to master and manipulate one's appearance, true glamour magic is about honoring and expressing yourself to ultimately get what you want in the world. Intersecting visual aesthetic with the esoteric, Michael Herkes, the Glam Witch, takes you into their world of glamour with a personal pictorial on the magical art of beauty, fashion, and glamour magic. Whether your goal is to get attention, a new job, a date, or even go unnoticed, here you will be guided on how to craft a magical message with your presence by cultivating confidence with magical application, integrating magic into your beauty regimes with cosmetic, hair care, and fashion, bewitching with body language, eye contact, and seduction through the senses, manifesting a magical persona that caters to your most unique qualities, and utilizing crystals, dolls, fragrances, tarot cards, and more to maximize your glamour efforts. Only 200 of these limited editions will be sold, so grab yours now at theglamwitch.com. So we have a question from one of our listeners today. This comes to us from Kat. Kat says, making your own tea. Uh, the local small garden center has tea plants for sale, and I'm thinking of making a few. I'm curious about how to dry the leaves and then how you decided what other ingredients to include when you make a new cup for sip a spell. Also ratios and like how many tea leaves, uh, two flavorful ingredients. So I'm going to tell you how I do it, and then I'm going to... Um, read from actual experts who may actually know things. I don't know nothing. I, I'm i just going by spirit here. Um, okay, so how I make a tea. So a sip a spell, right? Half of our teas are not our blends, right? Like the company that I source ingredients from, they have their own little blends. So some of our teas are like their blends. So some of our teas you can find elsewhere, right? I try to price them where even if you find them elsewhere, it's still cheaper for you to buy them with me because I like you guys. I don't know. Uh, because honestly, because I feel it's more ethical um, and I like to be ethical. It's really important to me. But half of our blends are ones that are my personal formulas. No one else has. Sip a spell only. And that's going to be teas like The Love Witch and The Witch of Orleans and Owen's Garden Gate, The Practical Magic. Um, so we have some teas that are a little bit more common and then some teas that are literally exclusive to us because I, Tanya, mix them in my big metal bowl, you know? So how do I do it? First off, I typically pick a theme, right? So I knew I wanted to do a practical magic tea and I knew I wanted to do butterfly pea flower because people had suggested it. So I was like, okay, well, if we're going to do butterfly pea flower, I really want to be able to include that magic. And I want it to be something that people can do without having to do all the, without having to pay $12 for a cup of tea at a tea shop, you know? So 
I was like, well, how can we do that? And it's like, well, so I'm kind of reverse engineering, but I'll explain the other way at some point too. And I said, well, to do that, I'd have to have lemon peels, right? So I want to do a lemon. And then what else is practical magic? Well, we have the quote of um, plant lavender for luck, plant rosemary by your garden gate, et cetera. So like, oh, lavender. I was like, lavender and lemon. So basically what I did was I already, I found an established tea, right? An, an established lavender tea. And then I added to it the extra ingredients, the lemon and the uh, pea flower. So that is a really good way to start formulating your own teas. Find something that's already established, like a tea blend you already like. So let's say you really like Earl Grey. Let's say you really like that bergamot. So you're like, well, I love Earl Grey. So you get Earl Grey and you're like, okay, now what do I want to add to it? Um, and you could be like, oh man, you know what would be great with Earl Grey? Cinnamon. You're like, oh my gosh, I'll make my own Earl Grey cinnamon tea. And then you take Earl Grey and then you add cinnamon and then you just test it out. You add maybe like a teaspoon to a tablespoon. You're like, oh, that's too much. Let me do one eighth of a teaspoon to a tablespoon. You're like, oh, that's perfect. So you just really got to play with it and try it out. So that's how I make teas for a sip of spell is I find a base that is already established, that is already good. And then I just add to it. And I feel like that works really well. And okay, so now, so, but let's say you want to like make tea from tea plants. This is where we need to pull in some experts because I am just a silly little witch throwing stuff in a pot in my kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, let's turn to some experts. Uh, this comes to us from The Spruce Eats, and it's how to make your own tea blends. A variety of herbal tea blends are available for purchase, but very often um, they use things that you might not like, right? Things you may want to avoid, or maybe you, you just want to have complete control over like what you're putting in your tea, you know? Um, so in summer, you may want an iced tea, um, or you just want to mix things up. So while the field is wide open for whatever herbs you want to try, most good herbal teas follow a structure. So first there is flowering notes. These basic blend flowery notes have things like violet, chamomile, dandelion, calendula, and wild rose petals. You want to add one part of your flowery notes. Then you have the placeholder flavor. Um, after adding the flowers, add a placeholder flavor. This will be the flavor that ties everything together and keeps a tea tasting strong. So this would be things like red raspberry leaf, which I've heard is really good for like menstruation, dried nettles, uh, and you want to add two parts of this herb. Next, a fruity component. If you notice, Sippus Bell has a lot of apple. We use apple a lot because it's not an overpowering flavor and it adds a lot of sweetness. So a fruity or naturally sweet component is nice. Dried rose hips are common. Um, hibiscus flower. Uh, you can do, um, you know, we do dried apples. Uh Love Witch has freeze-dried strawberries, but fruity is nice, and you want to add one part of your fruity component. So real quick, one part flowering, one part fruity, and um, two parts of your placeholder flavor, which is, again, going to be things like red raspberry leaf. 
Next, you want a cooling herb, especially for summer, like iced teas. A cooling herb is an ideal final ingredient. This is going to be something like mint. And you typically want to add like one part of a cooling herb. So an example blend, uh, this is a tea called Immunity, good for colds and flus. So it's one part elderberry, one part elderflower, one part chamomile, one part rose hips, one part of astragalus, and one part echinacea. Astragalus is very popular in uh, Chinese medicine. I use it in my, um, not my, this is a recipe I took, I took and I eat and I use. Um, in a traditional Chinese herbal medicine soup, there is typically astragalus. And I buy it from um, the little Chinese herbal shops. Very easy to find. So yeah, so if you want to do like a really nice tea for summer, you want to follow that structure. One part of a flowering note, one part of a fruity component. You want uh, one part of a cooling herb. And then again, kind of like a filler leaf which you can have just just be your like like your tea leaves you know like this sounds like it'd be a really nice porch tea if you did like just regular black tea leaves if you grew them and dried them and then you did like a mint for your cooling herb maybe you did freeze-dried strawberries for your fruity component and then rose hips for your flowering herb but that seems like a nice porch iced tea right so I hope that helps um, and or at least get you thinking about it, you know. Uh, I really love putting teas together. I think I have a pretty good knack for it. I really enjoy it. And I'm so excited to kind of switch out my coffee with the Owens Garden Gate to really take advantage of the blue pea flower because honestly, talking about it this week, I've heard nothing but good things and I'm so excited. I am going to link to this in the link tree along with the turtle. So that you have a reference for what I'm talking about. I always feel really weird when I give like formulas on the show because I know a lot of you are driving and I'm like, they're not going to be able to remember this, Tanya. So um, I'm going to make sure it's in the link tree for you. Okay. Which, uh, how to get to witchpod.com. Don't forget. And that's it. That's all I've got for you today. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to Lillian. Lillian, you golden sweet spinster. Uh, Lisa Lord, you cunning pretty spider queen. Midnight lighting, lightning, you kind splendid vampire slayer. And Lisa McGinnis, you powerful, mystical muskox. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card poll. Our card today is the Magician from the Buffy Tarot. The Magician draws your attention to your goals. Are they in line with your higher self? Are you using your resources, skills, and abilities for good? If so, you will manifest exactly what you desire. If not, eh, you'll make something happen, <laughs> but you might not like how it turns out. Good advice. Um, okay, so a little housekeeping before we leave. Uh, I am doing a little promotion, which is right now, for my Lenormand class, four parts in Ju uh, July. I'm working on it currently, and I'm very excited. So if tarot's just not working for you like it didn't work for me, and you want to maybe... Uh, learn something different check that out it's every saturday uh noon central 
and it'll be a Zoom class with everybody, and it's four parts. Uh, check it out. All right. Uh, that's it. We'll talk next week. Okay. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>